you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. From the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. The crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their own towns. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, this is a deserted place, and it is already late. Dismiss the crowds so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, there is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, five loaves and two fish are all we have. Then he said, bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up the fragments left over, twelve baskets full. Those who ate were about five thousand men, not counting women and children. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The invitation through the prophet Isaiah from God is inviting all of us to the heavenly banquet. Well, let's put it into context. The people of Israel who heard this from Isaiah are in the exile. They're away from their home. And yes, God is promising them 
food and drink and abundance. But the key thing he's promising them is hope. Hope. He will invite them all, everyone. He doesn't care what their sins are, what their background is. He's inviting all of them. And God's invitation doesn't stop in the Old Testament. You know that. God's invitation goes on even through the New Testament. And then we have that beautiful story of Jesus. The followers are following him. And listen to the Jesus that we love. His heart must have been broken that his cousin, John the Baptist, was just beheaded. Hang on. Word from Slovakia. <laughs> it was muted. Thank you. <laughs> um, we are in a technological society, aren't we? <laughs> so I can't communicate to Slovakia with a muted mic. So, and that's in my pocket, so I have to make sure it was on. That's what we just did. Let me go back, just to reiterate for what I just said. The invitation from the prophet Isaiah is to the people of Israel during the exile. And the one thing he hopes, excuse me, the one thing he presents to them, besides food and abundance and drink and satisfaction of their thirst, is hope. Let's run to the New Testament. And Jesus himself offers hope in a different way. Struggling with his own humanity, sorrowing and in mourning for his cousin, John the Baptist, who was just beheaded, what does Jesus do? As any of us would do, withdraw and mourn. But while he withdraws into a deserted place, people hear he's there. And we're like this, too. It's me, 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 me. He's mourning, but I have a problem. He's suffering over the loss of his cousin, but, but I want my relative to be healed. Nothing nasty to, to that event, but very human. And Jesus understands that humanity. That's why it's so important for us to be here today celebrating this banquet because Jesus understands us. He understands our humanity. He understands our losses. Today we are praying for Pascal at Mass. We're praying for Renata at Mass. Two people in our community who were lost to death. But we don't lose hope because we lose them. Because we are Christians, we always abound in hope. So Jesus is hiding, you might say, in a deserted place, but the people find him. And what does he do? doesn't say, leave me alone, let me take care of myself. He goes out because we hear his heart was moved with pity. You see the Jesus who loves us? You see the Jesus who calls us together? You see the Jesus whose life we emulate? And we pray it was emulated in Pascal's life. We pray that it was emulated in Renata's life as they live their gospel story, as they live their faith out. So he sees the hungry people, and this, he tells the disciples what he's telling you and me. Feed the hungry. Take care of their needs. 
And what do we say? Jesus, we only have a few loaves and a few fish. We can't take care of this vast crowd. And he tells them, you feed them. Think, each one of us, from our abundance and also from our need, the scriptures are there for us to live in the 21st century, to take care of the hungry, to take care of those in need, to take care of the lives of each other in our community. As the Slovak community was influenced and taken care of so often by Renata and her ministry. So all of us are called to that same ministry. So the apostles bring what they have to Jesus. He, Jesus says, let them all sit down and relax. Everything Jesus says has a purpose. Of course, this is the gospel. This is the gospel from Matthew. Matthew gives us Jesus, the teacher, who sits down and does his teaching. And everything he teaches us so often, in Matthew's gospel especially, is related to the Old Testament because Matthew has a great appreciation of the Jewish scriptures and the Jewish audience to whom he is writing. And then he brings us forward and backwards. He takes the bread, looks to heaven, blesses the bread. What do we recall? We who know the story, we recall the Last Supper. We recall the story in which he gives us the bread of life. And Matthew puts that here as he's taking the bread and loaves that were offered him. Jesus looks up to heaven, says the blessing, breaks the bread, and gives it to us. Gives it to us. Yes, the 5,000. Yes, the men and women. Yes. But gives it to us because God constantly feeds us. He feeds us a banquet, he feeds us bread, but he feeds us, and this, the Eucharist, is the place and location at which he feeds our souls, our bodies, our hunger, our attitudes. And that brings us to Paul. Oh, there are so many things that, that get in our way between us and God, like a block in front of us. Whether I lose a relative, is, oh, I'm, I'm angry at God because he took her too early. Or I lose a child, I'm angry at God, I don't want to talk to God because he took my child. Or, or another illness, or COVID coming across the world. I don't want to talk to God. And as the, our ridiculous governor said, God is not involved with us. I'm sorry, God is involved with us. Our prayers praying for health care providers, praying for vaccinations, praying for vaccine. God is with us and with those scientists. Whether they believe in it or not, we know the truth. Don't forget, all were invited, not just a select few, not one of a political party or not. Everyone is invited to God's table. And how we embrace that gift of the bread of God it's our business, our choice, our faith. So God, Jesus Christ, feeds them. Feeds them in abundance. And you and I know, as a country, we have hungry people outside, but we have supplies in abundance. We have more than enough. He's telling the apostles, and you, and me, go out and feed the hungry. 
Even if it hurts you and takes something from your basket of food, go out and feed the hungry. We're people whose life was regenerated by the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So when he tells us something, he knows where it's coming from and the ability that we have to carry it out. Go feed the hungry, he tells his disciples. And you and I, in the 21st century, are the disciples of Jesus Christ today. And Paul reminds us, oh, there's a lot of things that separate us from the love of Christ. Could separate us. But really think about it. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And he goes into astrology. Neither the sky, the moon, there's things on earth, sickness, persecution. Paul must have been reading our newspapers. He must have been listening to our Twitter quotes. He must be watching our Facebook in the 21st century here in our own country. There are plenty of things attempting to separate us from the love of Christ, attempting to separate us from carrying out our Catholic faith in the world today. Not only feeding the hungry, loving one another, respecting each other, regardless of race, regardless of nationality, that's what we're called to, because don't forget, all people are invited. And we as a Catholic, small c, universal church, are especially commissioned by Jesus Christ's own life and death to go out and take care of one another, respect each other. And yet there are people who are trying to disgrace the church, trying to mock the sacraments, trying to mock our, our artistic renovations and, and attempts to understand the faith through the destroying statues and so on. Paul is saying, don't let that get in your way, because nothing can get in your way. Nothing can prevent you from carrying out your love of Christ. Nothing can prevent you except your choice. And that's spooky. God will never reject you or me but we can reject God. And what rejects God in the 21st century? Prejudice, hate, destruction. That rejects God. Of course, we reject part of his community, the all that he invites to follow him. We're rejecting God himself and saying, no, thank you for the invitation. No, thank you. I, I got other things better than the Eucharist, better than the body of Christ. And where will they take me? You fill in the blanks. So today we've got this great invitation to feast on the bread of life, to feast on the banquet that God provides us, and to feast on Jesus Christ himself. And nothing can separate us from that. Nothing can separate us from that except our own hate and distrust of one another. See how God understands us? See how Jesus Christ, I mean, there's a reason he walked the earth. To be one of us. To get under our skins and say, I was there, I know what, what it's like. I know what it's like to be prejudiced against. I know what it's like to be mocked. I know what it's like to love. I know what it's like to forgive. I know what it's like to die for my goal of God. And I know what it's like to resurrect that's what we're following today. We've got bread, we've got a banquet, and we've got Jesus Christ. Nothing can separate us. Nothing from his love for every one of us. 
and our love for one another. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.